3: The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v
0: Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, v the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin in the hizzy. Uh, glad you could join us this morning. However, you're taking us in. We appreciate it. Uh, still to come this hour, Wes Reynolds joins to talk PGA, golf's second major this week. You got your bets, Kelly? You ready to go? I got a few in. I got a few in. I got a couple in too.
4: Another annoying week at golf betting.
0: What happened?
4: Oh, let's see, I had a first round leader. I don't even remember what number—like thirty to one or something. He finished T two on Thursday, of course he we did. we hit on that on Friday. Of course he did. And uh, then Ryan Palmer with a uh, co lead after fifty four holes, hundred and fifty to one ticket on him. And he disappears down the stretch.
0: Jason Day winning his first tournament in 1,834 days. I did the math. That was cool to see. I did the math for everybody. That's five years. So, some of these non elevated events have been great. It was a great event, great finish. Good to see Jason Day pick up a win. Yeah, man. We'll talk to Wes about that later. Um, Bradley Porras, everybody. College baseball talk coming up. Remember, we gave out a couple of futures last month? Campbell in Texas, I believe it was. He's got some uh, recommendations coming up here momentarily. And I, Kelly, uh, will, uh, share our har- will share a harrowing secondary ticket market story with you. Would you like to hear this? Yeah. Oh, Gosh. maybe people can relate. They're the worst. I've never had this happen to me before. It's awful. Um, and also, they were playing uh, The Weeknd's uh, I Can't Feel My Face Outside the Studio, so I feel the need to tell my uh, Dr. Bob story about that song coming up a later on as well.
4: <laughs> but I believe I saw a, a uh, no. <laughs> tweet that The Weeknd's going to cha- change his name. Is he? To, like, whatever his real name is, he's switching from the weekend.
0: Oh, I thought he was just going to add the E, <laughs> realizing that he had misspelled weekend all this time. <laughs> That's what you're talking about. Uh, let's talk some hoop, though, with Nick Whalen from RotoWire. wire He joins us once again on this Monday morning. How you doing,
1: Nick? I'm doing great, guys. I'm doing great. Uh, you know, the, the, the shock and awe of the Milwaukee Bucks loss in round one, I think, has finally worn off. And I could go <laughs> back to just enjoying the playoffs uh, as a fan and an analyst.
0: You know, it's funny you say that because I'm like, ah, oh, the Warriors are out. What is there to what is there to watch now? I'm like, can I can I get re excited about all this? Yeah, I'll be fine. Right. I'll be fine once these games come on. Uh, let's start with yeah. the West, because it is. I mean, in many ways, I know people were hoping, some people were hoping, oh, Embiid versus Jokic in the finals, you know, the guys who one who won the MVP, perhaps one who should have won it. Um, instead, we get, in the West anyway, prior mm-hmm. to not getting that now in the finals. We still get a phenomenally interesting matchup between Jokic and Anthony Davis. Uh, the Lakers, who just really looked fantastic against both the Grizzlies and the Warriors. In many ways, those two series sort of played out the same way, the trajectory of both. The Nuggets are a minus one fifty-five. Well, a minus-145 favorite, we're saying. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in that pocket. Shop around, of course. Do you believe that generally to be right?
1: I do. I do. I think they've earned that designation, uh, I think they, they were a team that was really underrated by, by me included coming into these playoffs. I think they were the team that I, I think we thought would kind of play out the string much like the 76ers did, right? I mean, the way people talked about Jokic was, yeah, okay, he could do this in the regular season, but, you know, come playoff time, they always find a way to flame out. And, you know, instead, he's the guy putting up 53 points in, you know, in, in meaningful games in round two to take care of Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns. In six games. Well, the guy who actually won the MVP, you know, came out with one of his worst playoff games of all time in a game seven, in which his team was down thirty in the second half. So I've kind of done a complete 180 on Denver. I I think they have been wire to wire through two rounds now, the best team in the playoffs. And that includes Boston. And I I get why Boston is so heavily favored against Miami and and they're so heavily favored to win the title given the path that they have. But we saw Boston struggle a couple of times in some really concerning spots in, in round one against Atlanta. Obviously they they fall behind. 3-2 against Philly. I I didn't think they played well enough to win that game six in Philadelphia. Luckily, the Sixers just somehow managed to play even worse. But Denver, to me, is the one team that has not really had any of those, like, oh, my goodness, what's going on here type of performances. Like Obviously, they've lost a few games. They dropped one to Minnesota. They dropped two to the Phoenix Suns. But I, I haven't really had any significant concerns about how this team is running so far. So I think they deserve to be the favorites over the Lakers. The question for me, uh, and it's been the question throughout these playoffs, is do we get anything close to the version of LeBron that we saw before the foot injury? And look, game six the other night against the Warriors, I think that was his single best individual sure game of the playoffs. Yeah. If he brings that if he brings that level of, of intensity and effort and attacking the rim early throughout this series against Denver, then the Lakers can absolutely win. But if we're seeing the more tentative LeBron, the LeBron who's fumbling the ball in transition, just doesn't quite look as confident. I mean, that was his first 30-point game of the playoffs, guys. Uh, In game six, that's crazy for LeBron to go that many games without a 30-pointer. I I don't know that they can rely on Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker uh, to be the guys carrying them against Denver. They're they're going to need a better overall series from LeBron. Did
0: you do anything with game one? Nuggets favored by five and a half. The total's 222 and a
1: half. Yeah, I'm I'm shopping around. I'm going to stay away. From that line, Um, you know, traditionally, having watched like every LeBron playoff game of the last 15 years, it's like Game One always feels like a feel-out for LeBron, and and more often than not, you know, that the Lakers or or the Cavs or whoever it is, the Heat come out slowly. But they've won two Game Ones on the road so far in these playoffs, so I I don't think we can discount the possibility that they come in focused. uh, Obviously, it's the Western Conference Finals; they they better be locked in. So I'm staying away from the line. Uh, You know, looking at the the series exact outcomes over at the DK Sportsbook. Nuggets in six is the is that plus 550, which I I could see that happening. Obviously, they would have to win a game six at L.A., but Mm -hmm. I I think that's doable. I like getting that at almost six to one. If you like the Lakers to win this series, you could get Lakers in seven at six to one. And again, that would require them to win a game seven on the road. Uh, But we've seen the Lakers come up in those spots already in these playoffs. So, um, you know, those are two things that I'm looking at right now. I mean, I like Denver as like minus two on the first quarter line tomorrow night. Uh, I I do think they'll come out strongly at home. We'll see if the Lakers are able to to kind of be resilient there. I'm just curious guys to see how the Lakers defend the Denver Nuggets. And the bigger question for me is can Anthony Davis stay out of foul trouble? You know, I I think his defense has been the biggest story for the Lakers in these playoffs, but the way that they used him against Golden State, that the Warriors don't really put pressure on the rim. If he's going to be asked to match up in more of a true one-on-one situation against Jokic, I, I think it's a really tough ask to do that for 40 minutes. Also, you know, give 20 to 25 points on offense and stay out of foul trouble.
0: Let me, let me try it this way. If I came to you from the future after the, after this series was over and I said, oh man, one of these teams crushed the others. And what I mean by that is it was either a sweep or it was a gentleman's sweep. So it didn't even go past five games, which is the team more likely to have won a blowout series? Because would it be. Davis just absolutely exerting himself, and and then mm-hmm. Mike Malone's Denver bench, you know, being as tight as it was, just wouldn't be able to to sustain over a you know over a period of time. Like they finally got exhausted, let's say, or would it be Jokic mm-hmm. just being Jokic, and it's just he there is no answer for defending this guy. He is a unicorn. What's mm-hmm. the answer?
1: I think it's more the latter. I would be, you know, I would be surprised if this is like a, a true blowout series in either direction, barring any injuries. But I think it's slightly more likely that Denver is the team that that could accomplish that, partially because they're the better three-point shooting team by a lot in these playoffs. I mean, the Lakers are hovering at like 31, 32 percent. Denver's up closer to 37, 38 percent. I mean, not only can Jokic shoot the three, which is something that Anthony Davis doesn't really offer, but I mean Jamal Murray is, is close to an elite three-point shooter. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. I, I think will be. Given the, the way that Clay Thompson played in round two, I think like, Michael Porter Jr. might be more of a problem for the Lakers mm-hmm. than even Clay was. So to me, Denver is that team that, you know, they could come out with two hot shooting games at home, jump out to a 2-0 lead, take one in LA, and then finish it out in, in five. I think you could see that scenario playing out and, you know, talking about Jokic, I, I just think he's reached the point that a lot of like ultra elite players get to where like even his bad games, he's still going to give you like 28 and 13, right? Like, I, I don't think there, there is a shutting down of <laughs> so Nikola Jokic. I think, yeah. I think Anthony Davis could guard him really well. And he's still going to get his on every given night. So it, it gives Denver such a high floor.
0: Okay. Why are you so? So you like you think that Celtics price against the heat is, is fairly accurate. Why are we so sure that that's accurate given that? Yeah. The heat, you know, they didn't have to do much to beat the Knicks, but they certainly did to beat the, the bucks in five. Are we gonna? Are we just gonna doubt the heat again? I guess we are.
1: I guess we are, right? Collectively, I mean, they're they're plus four hundred to win this series right now. The price has actually come down a little bit. I know it was up closer to like minus six hundred at some books. I'm seeing five twenty five in favor of Boston at DraftKings right now. I mean, it's it's one of those situations where like everything you look at points to Boston just being the vastly better team. I mean, you could look at the regular season numbers. You can look at the numbers from this past series when Miami went from shooting like fifty one percent against the Bucks from three to thirty percent. the last round against the Knicks and luckily the Knicks just played worse than the heat Um, but at the same time there's kind of this mystique of like well the heat always play Boston well they pushed them to a game seven last year and we're very close to making the finals if a Jimmy Butler pull up three-pointer goes down and there's there's just kind of something about this heat team where you you just you can't leave them for dead I think they are clearly the best coached team in the playoffs it's just I think it's hard for the gambling market to factor that in because they the Celtics will get out schemed at times in this series but I think that the talent level for Boston is just so much better than Miami and they're so much deeper as well. I mean, Miami is going to need Jimmy Butler to return to the Jimmy Butler that we saw in round one. You know, when we're talking 15 free throw attempts, you know, maybe a couple 40 plus point games. I don't know that Jimmy Butler is going to be able to coast as much as he was against the New York Knicks, because this is just a completely different animal in the Boston Celtics. And I know Boston hasn't even played that well in the playoffs. And that, to me, is what makes this kind of scary. It's like, okay, you you can't count on Jason Tatum coming out and going 0 for 7 in the first quarter every time. Like, that's not going to happen, as we saw yesterday. Uh, So Boston, you know, rightfully so, is in a great spot. They're 7.5-point favorites at home. They'll have home court advantage throughout this series. I I think they probably win it in 5 or 6.
0: So that would be your bet, Boston in 5 or 6, if you were to make one?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I mean, the I think the, the favorite outcome at DraftKings is Boston in five, and that's plus 245. I, I'm, I'm okay with that price.
0: Isn't that exactly what you bet, Kelly? That is exactly what I bet. Boston in five there or six. Go. Yeah, from the from the early part of the show. Okay.
4: We got some more guests. What can I say? What, what
0: could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point that out. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much.
1: Hey, anytime, guys. Enjoy the playoffs.
0: Nick Whalen from RotoWire. Whalen, substitute the one for the L. By the way, the other big news over the weekend, obviously in the NBA, Monty Williams took the fall for the Phoenix Suns.
4: He did. I'm glad you just brought that up because we got a little bit further information. Apparently, according to Shams, he's the leader at the clubhouse for the Bucks job. So, everyone, just switch places. Nick Nurse, Monty Williams, Phoenix.
0: Monty Williams, who, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, was the NBA coach of the year last year, wasn't he?
4: Yeah, he's pretty good.
0: And by some was snubbed the year before, according to some. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Great. It's a move just to make a move. Just it feels like it, doesn't it? Ishbia wanted to exert some influence. We'll come back, Brad Porras, on the College Baseball World Series next, Numbers Game, Visa, Sports Betting Network.
2: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more,
3: A numbers game on Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit Visa.com to check the current betting splits data. Split bets. Wanna know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting. Based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion, you can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits. Yet another way. That VCN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check them out all of today's betting splits for every game. At vsin.com. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin here as well. You know, I said, oh, what else happened in the NBA? It, there's no shortage of things. There's just drama. This reads more like an onion headline. The Grizzlies suspending John Moran from all team activities after a video showing the star guard holding a gun again began circulating on social media Saturday night. Grizzlies announced the suspension, which is uh, pending a league review, in a statement Sunday, two months after the W after excuse me after the NBA suspended Moran over a similar incident.
4: I know it's all speculative right now, but man, I, some of the reports I've heard of of what hit these suspensions could be for him, ah. I think, are way light.
0: Because they're saying half a year to full year.
4: Oh, I think that's more accurate. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I've heard, I, I've heard some of these guys say, "Well, you could be watch out for double digit game suspension." I'm like, I think it's going to be half a season plus. What's he
0: doing? No idea. I don't even want to. Speak.
4: And if you remember from the first incident, a lot of the reporting was Adam Silver really kind of having this one on one meeting with him. And I don't I don't think you could be- beg for forgiveness from the commish to his face, and then this happens
0: again. Whew. Ja, you have the world at your fingertips. Don't mess it up. And he's trying. Sad to watch. It is. It absolutely is. Um, Brad Porras joins us, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who are like, who's Bradley Porras again? Bradley Porras College World Series. Uh, we hit Ole Miss last year at 100 to 1 odds. This year we have, uh, remember we had four futures bets last year, and Ole Miss hit the longest of those four shots. This year he came on uh, a few weeks back um, and gave out Campbell and Texas. Campbell was about a 90 to 1 shot. Texas was, I can't even remember, what were they, about 30 to 1 or 15 to 1 somewhere in that pocket? They were a little shorter than that. Um, Let's have some more. Brad Porras joins us now, former ball player at the University of Texas AM Corpus Christi. Where'd you play third base, Brad?
5: Dude, I played. Uh, I played third. I actually I played third in junior college. I played a little bit of third at uh, Corpus and finished my career at third. Yeah, I'm a big dude. I was a big target. <laughs> of All right, hey,
0: you
5: you don't you don't you know flash your guns in the car, Gil. I thought you did.
0: No, I don't do that. Yeah, no. I think yeah. yeah. I think about doing it all the time, and then I'm like, yeah, probably not today. That no, we live thing. in Nevada. Gil like, yeah, just goes yeah. out to the
4: desert and he's shooting out the windows in the car. <laughs> I'm like, <"No>, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: Glad you could follow up on that. Just checking to see if I do that. I, so I want to. Yeah. The the interesting part about the uh, the college world series that most people because this ends by the end of June, right? Like, so we're like right up in it. Um, we yeah. have the we have the conference tournaments coming up after this coming week that is going to determine a field of 64. Is that generally, that's, that's the, the nuts and bolts of it, but there's a lot of different things that go into who gets into the 64 that, doesn't ha- that, that isn't like familiar to us from basketball, and that has to do with you know, different, different considerations, let's say, as we talked about last time. We called them college baseball politics.
5: You got roasted for it, right? Yeah, for, did uh, that's right. from yeah. a couple of yeah, I mean, people. Yeah, you
0: know, it's that's
5: right. We it's did. a catch-all phrase. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah, but yeah, it, it's you know, we're going to get the conference tournament coming up after this weekend, and, and the conference tournaments could be huge, huge for teams playing to either get their win their conference tournament to get the automatic qualifying bid, or to just make a run in the conference tournament to try and rack up some wins to boost up the RPI to try and get their at-large bid. So. The conference tournaments are going to be fun. You know, it'll be fun to handicap the motivations of some teams who may not really necessarily play too hard because they want to save their pitching and rest up because they know they're already in. So that'll, that'll be a fun one.
0: All right. You know, on its own. You're a big believer in the SEC in general, right? Oh, yeah. Right now, to win the who's whole. You're... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
5: I'd say who's your who's your uh, the you're the football college football guy who comes on SEC snob
0: Pete Fewtek. Yes. Todd Wright. Pete Fewtek is the SEC oh, my snob. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Dude, dude that's has got it's the same way. It's the same way in college. It's probably worse. Probably worse here.
0: So LS, yeah. LSU then is the short shot to win it all. They're four to one. Is that worth a bet, or you would stay far away from that?
5: Very far away. Absolutely not. They are a uh, top five team. Obviously, they're one of the best teams in the country. But their bullpen—I mean, really, honestly—even their starting pitcher, starting I mean, pitching after Paul Skeens is not reliable. And you need pitching. Pitching is the most important thing to make this deep run. They just lost the home series against Mississippi State, who's really not very good. They're bullpen, they, they don't have reliable pitching, so I would stay away from LSU, even though they are an SEC and one of the best in the SEC.
0: All right, let's hear a couple bets here that are uh, you think at the correct number to pull the trigger on right now. Oh,
5: man, correct number to pull the trigger right now? I, honestly, probably the one... There's two. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it short and sweet with these. Staying with the SEC, uh, Alabama around at uh, DraftKings around 120, 120, 125 to one. Their SEC, they're getting hot. I know their coach got you know canned. We don't know everything around the betting, but they're playing. They're getting hot at the right time. Auburn is playing well, around 80 to one right now. That's in the SEC. And then I did pull the trigger. Maybe a little bit prematurely, but they're playing for their lives now on Georgia at 301 uh, two weeks ago. Woo. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was If they would have just won one game this weekend against Missouri, I was hoping they would have won the series. Uh, they'd be in the tournament with three hundred. And, any, and see the thing with SEC schools is any of these SEC schools can beat any team in the country at any time. So you're just trying with the SEC schools – I'm looking. at, You're just trying to get a long shot in in the SEC, and then they can make a run. Any of these guys can make a run at the SEC.
0: So I got um, I got Georgia at 150 to one yesterday. It's about 100 to one right now. But the the thing is for Georgia, there, there's a reason why there's a long shot. You would, and this is this gets into and people will be familiar with this from basketball. For bubble teams, your best guess is that they would have to beat LSU twice this coming weekend for them to get into the SEC tournament.
5: Uh, yes, I think mean, they need. They probably need to beat them twice. Is there going to need other teams to lose?
0: And then once they uh, get into the yeah. SEC tournament, do they have to? Do they have to win it all, or do they have to just win a few no. games?
5: I think they just need to win a few games. If they can win the series against LSU, and then they can win a couple of games in the SEC tournament, I think that they can get in that large bid. Okay. But if they only win one, they may not make the tournament. Or even if they make the tournament and they get bounced in the first game. I don't see him. I don't see him doing it. But hey, I was looking at DraftKings. The other team that I got at a, a great number that I really do love. I, I maybe it's just because so falling in love with it. But I do. I got Clemson at two hundred to one, Whoa. and they're like 60, 60 to one <laughs> yeah. now, in DraftKings. And they are nineteen and four in their last what twenty three. Eric Backage is their head coach. He was the head coach uh, at Michigan whenever Michigan made a run five, six years ago or so to the College World Series and they lost to Vanderbilt. They have a great coaching staff, just a well rounded team. Um that's why I, I really like Clemson. But outside of uh, the SEC, I think Clemson's real live. Wake Forest is live too, it's at uh you know in the ACC. but it's i just I don't know, I gotta stay with the SEC if you put a gun to my head.
0: Uh gimme uh after that jock comment. Too many uh too many uh <laughs> <laughs> references here. Um, okay, give me a couple, not so—not not really long shots like the one you were talking about with Georgia, but give me a couple other SEC teams that you feel might be worth a bet.
5: Yeah, if with the Auburn and uh, Alabama, definitely the long shots are trying to get in. But if you want to play it safe, if you want to play it safe, I think the two teams that probably very much can win, and they're much shorter, if it is Arkansas and Florida. They're... They're – Florida probably more talented, right? The, the better pitching staff, uh, it could be debatable with Arkansas, but better position players-wise for sure in Florida. But Arkansas has a phenomenal pitching staff that's getting healthy at the right time. The position players aren't as talented, but they're a well-coached team, play hard. Uh, the pedigree, the blue collar, you know, goes back – you learn so much. You listen to a numbers game, and you, you can apply it across the board. You go to the Allen Boston – there's a certain floor with some of these blue-collar teams that you can rely upon, and that's one in Arkansas right there. Uh, and to, to the same degree, Florida, but Arkansas a little bit more. Um, those two, if you just wanted to wanted a safer, I'm going to get on it now before the number drops and they get in and they get a national seat and all that stuff. All
0: right. So, um, and one, I, non, I one non-SEC one non team, that's a longer shot?
5: Iowa, 200-1 to in DraftKings, mm. purely because I think they could – week this last series, which I don't think they'll win the regular season Big Ten title. But you never know what happens in other games. They could win the conference tournament. They have a uh, their number two pitcher. His name is Brody Breck. He throws over 100 miles an hour. He beat LSU earlier this year, uh, so he's live to really pretty much beat anybody. If they once they get in, they'll get in the field of 64. And, let's, and so once they get in, as a two or a three, if they win that two or three game, and then they're playing the number one seed or wherever they're at. And they got a guy throwing over a hundred, who has done it this year, they could knock off a one seat, you know, win a regional and then have be lined up. Yeah, anything okay. can happen. Okay. Any, so anything can happen this year. Anybody can eat it. So if we right said now.
0: if we said you must make two of these bets, you would say who right now? Iowa being one of them, and who's the other? Clemson.
5: Iowa at two hundred, Clemson at like sixty. Okay. I'd go with those two.
0: Okay. Bradley Porus, We'll be talking between now and then, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, you Bradley Porras, P-O-R-R-A-S on the Twitter machine. College baseball, baby. We'll come back Wes Reynolds on Golf and More next.
3: A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network.
0: Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VSIN.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. So. In in putting that together for the com slash picks page, Brad Porras, just to sort of review with the College World Series. We, so he was on about a month ago. We both had bet Texas and Campbell. He still likes both of those teams, by the way. But he doesn't like Campbell at its current price. He likes it at the price we got it at. So that's why we didn't focus on that. Campbell's now 40 to 1. Yeah, 40 and so
4: Texas 30. Yep. Texas is right around where where they were.
0: But... In, in getting him to sort of add on to, we both have long, long bets on Georgia, but Georgia's a long shot for a reason. They, they need to do things to even get into the SEC tournament, let alone the big dance. They don't call it that in baseball, by the way. Um, and we both have Clemson bets. His number's way better than mine. But, if he, but what he did say is if he was going to add two bets, it was going to be Clemson at current prices in Iowa. I do not have an Iowa bet. He does.
4: I like some of the names on here. I'm just looking at the odds. Like DBU is 75 to 1. DBU? I-, I was like, who the heck is DBU? Dallas Baptist.
0: Dallas Baptist. I didn't he, know. I he heck. mentioned Dallas Baptist once when we were talking, but he never bet him. Yeah. <laughs> I
4: just didn't know Dallas Baptist was so common. Oh, yeah, we could no. put DBU.
0: <laughs> but the, the main thing is he's, he's like in the tank for all the SEC teams. Like he's, he, he, believes, he believes that almost all of these SEC teams can have a run that wins it all. And so that's why he also mentioned Arkansas and Florida. But he, uh, but the ones that we mentioned are the biggest bets on the board. So have fun in the VSon.com slash picks page and putting those in from uh, Bradley Porce. Um, the other thing I want to do before we get to Wes. So they were playing uh, the weekends. Uh, I can't feel my face outside the studio right before I said I was going to talk about uh, the Dr. Bob story. I think I've told this on air before. Maybe I haven't. Ooh, this is before VEASAN started. We're still living in San Francisco. Bob and I went to lunch. And uh, we're walking down the street, and this song had just come out, and he loved the song. And Bob was just starting to date uh, who, the, the young lady who's now his wife. And uh, we're walking down the street, and randomly Bob says to me, Gil, you ever, you ever been so in love that you can't feel your face? And I, <laughs> and I looked <laughs> over at him, and I go, Bob... Uh, I don't think this is what this song is about. He goes, no, kill <laughs> it is. I'm so in love that sometimes I just even, I can't even feel my face. I go, Bob, I think it's about cocaine usage. He goes, nope, no, I think it's about being in love. That was my weekend Bob story.
4: Uh, there you go.
0: <laughs> I love that story. That's great. The greatest. Wes Reynolds in love with sports. That's why we have him on right here. Of course, he's the co-host of Visa Tonight, which he does with Matt Humans weekdays. How you doing, Wes?
3: good morning Gil. how are you I'm
0: do, I'm doing well you're wearing your vgk shirt there I am do you have bets on them to win it all
3: I do not i I don't have any uh, any hockey futures this year but just excited you know for the town to have somebody in contention you know for a title this time of year those spots are few and far between so look vgk a lot of people thought that they were going to go out in the first round of Winnipeg and then a lot of people thought they were going to go out against Edmonton Edmonton looked like uh, the most talented team, especially offensively in the Western conference. But here we are. Uh, if Seattle uh, beats Dallas tonight, we got a three and four chance of having a first time Stanley cup winner.
0: I am so rooting for that. Um, I'll probably have a bet on the crack tonight. I haven't made one yet though. Full disclosure, but I just want the Florida, Carolina, Vegas, Seattle, uh, non-hockey traditional final four.
3: Yeah. Cause look, we're, we're going to see everything about TV ratings. It's like, I could care less. Yeah. I always like those tweets, Gil, but it's like, I could care less what the ratings are going to be. It doesn't affect me. Right. You know, whether I, if I got a bet on it and if I'm the only one watching, that's fine. You know, <laughs> so I could care, I could care less about the ratings.
0: That's me and tennis every day. I must, have, I must be the only one watching this match right now. Absolutely. Um. All right. Let's talk about golf. You didn't have Jason day this past weekend. Did you?
3: I did not, even though, uh, you know, he was very much like Wyndham Clark, who I did have the week before, where, you know, he was kind of widely tipped, uh, you know, tipped a few times throughout the year, didn't get it done, and then when he wins, not as many people are on him necessarily, because Jason Day had been playing really good golf, probably the best golf he had played in several years when he was number one in the world, and had all these different injuries, really fell down the world rankings, and I didn't have him last week. I just thought, okay, he's too short in this field. And then he gets the win for the first time in a few years. So good on Jason Day. And I could tell that it had been a while because his young son, Dash, he was like three years old and had this long hair. The last time he won, it seemed like he's now only 11 years old and he looked like a college freshman, Jeez. the young son that was uh, – Green side yesterday, so it had been a while for Jason Day. It's like we—it's like
0: we've practically raised young Dash.
4: I—I I, I think every golf fan had that same re- like. Twitter was going nuts. <laughs> it was like, man, well, last time we saw this kid, he was like a young, cute little kid. Now he looks like he's twenty. Like he—he he looks
0: like he—he's Jason Day's brother. It's amazing. Um, good for Jason Day. Uh, very likable guy, and certainly uh, beloved by all. So the PGA stands before us, uh, the second major of the year in golf. Usually, when you come on on Mondays, I'm like, "Well, you'll have to tune into Long Shots." By the way, you still should tune into Long Shots with Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and Wes Reynolds talking PGA this week. Um, but I would imagine you're more locked into this this early in the week than you are to most tournaments. What have you bet so far?
3: Yeah, I have I have a few that I, a few that I played. Uh, uh, one that I played this morning, I actually got at twenty four to one. I played Xander Schauffele, and Xander Schauffele was just. That, it's kind of a foreign play. It was very similar to like Justin Thomas where it was just like, you're just kind of timing it a little bit. And I think when you look at Xander Schauffele, uh runner up two weeks ago to Wyndham Clark at the Wells Fargo. And then before that was fourth, fourth, 10th and eighth. So five straight top 10 finishes. Uh, and he's on near the top of that proverbial best player to never win a major list. So uh, Xander Shoffley is somebody that I that I really like this week he kind of fits a lot of the trends 10 of the last 13 PGA champions by the way have been younger than 30 years of age nine of the last 12 have been Americans six of the last 11 were ranked in the official world golf ranking the OWGR top 10 so Xander Shoffley uh, certainly fits uh, all those characteristics and then uh, I had a couple uh, before this week I had Tony Finau and Cameron Young, I'm still sticking with them. Cameron Young has drifted up a little bit. Uh, Tony Finau, of course, the winner in Mexico just a few weeks ago. So I have those. And then, you know, kind of finalizing my cards, seeing if there's any long shots that, that I'm going to like. You know, guys, I'll usually play one or two guys, at least in the triple-digit range, because the PGA, I think, of all the four majors, usually, at least uh, if you go over long-term history, has is the most I think hospitable, shall we say, for longer shots.
0: And why do you, and why do you think that is? Just because uh, I mean, in the Masters the- case, it's course I mean course predictive, right?
3: Right. right. Well, I, I I think you know because the the variety of courses that they yeah. play every single year. Some are shorter. Some are like par seventy. Some are par seventy two. Some are longer courses. This week at Oak Hills, a par seventy at just under seventy four hundred yards. So. You know, that's why, we, I mean, look, we saw Phil two years ago at 250 to 1. Jimmy Walker in 2016 at Baltistraw was 125 to 1. Keegan Bradley at the Atlantic Athletic Club was 175 to 1. So I think there's that. And I also think. You know, the U S open is really like such a grinder game and a lot of players don't like to be grinders. That's so right. that's why I think the PGA championship usually is the most open of the four.
0: Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, right? Masters predictive Augusta is the most predictive U S open is a grinder the way that the, the course is always cut. So that's a specific type of golfer. And then the British or the open championship is, uh, is its own little subset of uh links golf courses. So yes, I mean, this would make sense. I, I just keep coming back to Rory. And I've, I've sort of said this a few times on the air, which is this is Rory's wife's spot. This is where she right. is from. And so this is kind of his second home. Do we not want to make bets on Rory McElroy to win this? Because I can tell you I have Rory in pocket.
3: Yeah, look, it's a debate for me. And I may end up using him because this is kind of that narrative street play, right, Gil, that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. because. His wife Erica is from the area. This is uh Rochester area up in New York, where uh, Oak Hill is in uh, Pittsburgh, New York, actually, is the name of the town. And look, a lot of people are not going to like him this week because there's the two favorites with and Scheffler, the clear two best players, I think, in the world right now. And then there's Rory, who disappointed at the Masters, mm-hmm. who disappointed at the Wells Fargo. So. It's really weird to say that you got a third choice on the board, kind of the low teens, and he might get ignored in the market because I think he's disappointed so many times, but maybe this is the week then you you want to kind of buy in on him and at least have him somewhere on your card. Yeah. I just
0: feel I do what what, exactly what you said. I feel like we've sort of just forgotten about him a little bit. Um, I will have Rory. I will have Scheffler. That will be my pre-flop card. Kelly, who do you, who do you bet so far?
4: Yeah, Rory, just looking now, he's drifted, he's drifted all the way to 14 uh, over at DraftKings. So far, I have bet Patrick Cantley at 24 to 1. Wes, I did join you with Tony Fee. Now I have him at 29 to 1. Keegan Bradley, 100 to 1. Let's go, Kinks. <laughs> Kelly's got
0: a Keegan Bradley bet, everybody. Shocking, I know. Shocking. Northeast Major. Uh, we'll come back. More Wes Reynolds. Uh, find out what else he's uh, betting on. Oh, and my uh, harrowing secondary concert ticket market story on the other side. See if this is relatable to anybody. It's a numbers game based on the Sports Betting Network.
2: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on Select Battery Tool Sets. Real steel. Offer valid on Select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
3: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
0: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
2: Wait!
3: Did we just invent California?
2: Discover why California is the ultimate
0: playground at visitcalifornia.com.
3: A numbers game on v the sports betting network.
0: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points so you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets. And Bet Insurance Tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wage your new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non withdrawable bonus benefits. Bonus best expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1 800 Gambler. Skill Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. We get tweets at of the Book. Always appreciate it. This is from, let's see, Jesse Welch. Random tidbit. Max Struce was cut or waved by the Celtics before going to Miami. Now every time he plays them, he seems to go off. Uh oh. Melzer like Seltzer. Melts Vegas. He said, Head to the palms if you're looking for Gil on August fourth or fifth. Apparently Keith Sweat is playing. <laughs> He's making fun of me. And there's like 10 tweets behind it. <laughs> That's great. Uh this is from Doug Wedge. He says, Oh, he says, Bradley Porras, moving numbers. Just got Iowa two hundred to one at DK, then it dipped all the way to hundred to one. Clemson got in at sixty to one, then dipped it to forty to one. And then Jesse uh, Welch timed in also he said, Am I wrong or did DraftKings take Bama off the college baseball futures board immediately? Did I do that? Did he do that? No, that's
4: been, that was because of the scandal, I'm assuming.
0: Oh, the Alabama yeah, one, yeah. 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 I don't think they're up at any point. Yeah. I think you might be right about that. Um, Wes Reynolds joins us, and he's a perfect person to tell this story uh, to when he's on. Because if anybody had an experience like this, it'd be Wes. So uh, this has nothing to do with sports betting. We'll get into that here momentarily. But I just wanted to, I teased this earlier. Uh, have you ever had a harrowing secondary market concert uh, story? Because I currently. I uh, purchased two tickets to a concert uh, in June. Happens to be in L.A. Um, and, you know, I've bought tickets from this secondary market many times before. There's never been an incident. But let's just say I'm livid about their seats right now because I uh, pressed accept tickets and the tickets were nowhere. It said they've been accepted by another email address. And so I had to call them not once, not twice, four times, five times, six times, seven times, had to retell the story every time. And then they're like, well, we have to hear from the seller who accepted it. I was like, well, I accepted it. The tickets just aren't there, is what I'm saying. So they came back and they said, well, they said that you accepted them. So sorry. I'm like, wait a minute. You're not understand- Are you saying I'm lying? I don't have the tickets, they don't exist. Oh, no, sorry. There's nothing we can do. The only thing we can do for you is you have to show up the day of the show and we'll try to upgrade you. I'm like, wait, so you want you want me to fly in on the prayer right. that you're going to give me, I'm going to find you and you're going to give me better seats. Has anybody, have you ever had a, a situation like this? Because I've never had a customer service experience like this on anything ever where they're just like, nope, you're out of money and you got the tickets, buddy. I go, no, I don't.
3: No. No, I, I I actually never have had uh anything like that happen to me, particularly when you have to uh travel from a different market oh, yeah. to get to Forget the show. That. So uh Kelly yeah,
0: uh, Kelly Bidlin?
4: Oh, I've had this happen to me like twice. I think two or three times. Um where same thing, it was just the, the I had purchased a ticket that was that was suddenly lost in the in the ether or whatever out there. Doesn't uh, exist. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Uh, one of these happened for the Victor Wembanyama game that I went to go see here in Vegas.
0: We were supposed to go together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was all of
4: like twenty five dollars, so I didn't really care. And it's like all of like a twelve minute drive from right. my place.
0: And you wouldn't go to that. But at
4: the same time, I'm like I'm like I'm not going all, all the way over there without having a confirmation I have a ticket.
0: <laughs> so this is a little more than forty bucks. Now
4: I, I I ended up going, and they I was able to figure it out very quickly right at uh, will call or whatever there, but. Like, yes, it's way different when you're talking about
0: flying out of state or anything. I'm disputing. I'm disputing it. See what happens. Should be fun. Then I'm going to have to go buy two other tickets. That is going to be a whole thing. All right, so we do random. We haven't prepped Wes for any other sports betting questions, but I'm sure he'll have an opinion. Wes is more. Wes is more. Um, All right, Wes. Hoops. Basketball. Are you making a series bet on either side, east or west?
3: Yeah, I, I'm looking at the West, and I'm seeing uh, around a dollar forty this morning on uh, Denver over the Lakers, and I and I do like the Nuggets here because I I know it it sounds weird, you know, to say oh Denver's been kind of quote unquote disrespected, but they were the number one seed that a lot of people thought. Yeah, but but they're not the true number one seed, but they really are because they were up at the top of the Western Conference all year, and I I just think that they're a better matchup against the lakers than the two teams that the lakers have defeated previously in the playoffs you look at memphis they were outsized they didn't have a lot of length you didn't have uh, brandon clark you didn't have steven adams so that obviously worked out for the benefit of the lakers and then what we saw we saw just in the last series with golden state golden state doesn't have any length especially down low and AD gave them all kind of problems. It wasn't necessarily just at the rim. It was also taken away the drives of the basket. If you notice like the, the, the Warriors like Steph didn't get a lot of drives at the basket in this mm-hmm. series. I know they like to spread it out and shoot a lot of threes, but you know, the Lakers really took that away. I thought, but here against Denver, I think Denver, at least with Jokic, They do have the size to match up down low. So I think that this is a a different style of matchup for the Lakers. So I do like Denver in this series. In terms of the Eastern Conference... I, if I play it, I'm probably going to play like the exact result. I think that that's the only way that most people are probably going to play it because I don't know if, if people are won't to necessarily lay five dollars in this series, considering we have an eight seed and a seven seed remaining in the final four in the NBA playoffs this year, which we usually don't have. So. I'll probably play. If I play that, I'll probably go like Celtics in five or Celtics in six. I think that that's the only way to play it.
0: Celtics in five or Celtics in six for the third time on the show today from three different people. Interesting. Um, Do you bet any college world series at all?
3: Uh, I, I I do once we get to it and like maybe once we get to like the super regionals, but I know that they've been putting the college baseball markets up. It's Mm -hmm. just kind of a time thing. There's so many things going on, but Usually I will get when we get to like regionals and super regionals in the tournament, that's when I'll start betting college baseball.
0: All right. Um, I don't know how many awards you bet in the, in major league baseball. um, But Sean Murphy of the Braves is 15 to one to win the NL MVP leads the NL in RBI. Uh, I want to say he's tops in, uh, in some measures of war as well in major league baseball for position players. Would you bet him 15 to one? to win national league MVP.
3: Hmm. Uh, Look, uh, if it gets awarded to the best team and sometimes these things do, I think that there are, you know, are certainly, you know, worse bets to make, but uh, you know, you look at the two Padres uh, above him and that's Tatis and Soto. And I think Tatis has helped the Padres since he's returned. I was looking today, the San Diego Padres, by the way, are 30th. In Major League Baseball and batting average with runners in scoring position. Jeez. And you you saw it materialize this weekend in the sweep uh getting swept by the Dodgers. Uh number one, by the way, the Texas Rangers at three thirty one. They are like 40 points <laughs> ahead of about everybody. I think the Red Sox are second at 286, but the Tiger or the uh, Audrey's rather are 30th uh, here. So, you know, looking at the NL, uh, you know, Bryce at 20 to 1. Could be interesting. Can he kind of give the Phillies that spark that they need? He certainly gave it to him when he got into it in Colorado the other night. So I don't think that that Murphy bet is necessarily a bad bet, though.
0: Was there an NFL scheduling development at the end of last week that made you want to bet anything?
3: Well, seeing the uh, New York Giants have seven of their first 11 games on the road, I thought was a very—and four of the first six, by the way, are primetime games. And— Look, Brian Dable, I think we all thought he was going to be a successful head coach, but the, the, you know, the giants, uh, they got thrown into a deep water here a little bit. And I know that he, Daniel Jones improved in the first year of his tutelage, but I'm a little low on the giants this year,
0: a little low on the giants, but you didn't bet it. Yes, you didn't but go. That you, schedule, you, yes. Yeah. You didn't bet like an under on a season win tone or anything like that. You didn't do anything. Else.
3: Uh, Not yet. Uh, The one that I did bet in terms of an over on a win total, I bet the Tennessee Titans in the AFC South, and I also bet them to win the division. This team had the most games lost to injury last year in the National Football League. So I think they're kind of getting discarded. And, like, we're assuming, okay, Jacksonville is just going to dominate this AFC South. Jacksonville's got offensive line problems. They don't get a pass rush. They have one of the worst secondaries in the NFL so you know we're kind of maybe casting the Titans out, even though this is Ryan Tannehill's last year in his contract. We're kind of casting these guys aside, I think, a little bit too quickly.
0: All right, last thirty seconds. It's what I asked you and Kelly on the beating the book uh, masters podcast at the very end when I said we haven't mentioned John Rom. No one's going to bet John Rom. I ask you the same for the PGA. You're not going to have any John Rom.
3: Uh, I'm probably not. I'm going to have to take a stand against somebody, but he's a dangerous guy to take a stand against right
0: now. Got to take a stand against somebody. That's true. You can't bet on everybody, but I do feel it just needs to be pointed out. Wes, as always, a pleasure. Thank you so much, man.
3: Thanks for having me, Gil.
0: Wes Reynolds, everybody. At Wes Reynolds 1, that's the number one. Co-host of VEASAN tonight, and of course, co-host of Long Shots, which he does with Matt Brown and a young man I like to call Kelly Bidlin. VEASAN.com slash podcast. Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the sports betting network.
3: Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh?
0: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine
4: country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Ah,
0: love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm
2: in. (laughs) Ah, ski
3: slopes. Let's
0: do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby.
3: Wait.